So the other day, um, I went on to Twitter after work, and I noticed that uh, you know several fans, like those behind the Satyam Reduced Reanimated um, take on the Sonic Racer episode from season one of Sonic Satyam, which I highly recommend you check out, among others, were basically talking about, if not showcasing, you know, a lot of comparisons, you know, between the original showings, the original airings, if not the Shout Factory DVD uh, distributing, you know, of the complete series, you know, they were comparing all that to, you know, remasters, basically, you know, uh, basically more upscaled, upbeat, you know, cleaned up versions of the episodes. And one episode in particular that Satam Reduced was using was Sonic and Sally, a very popular season one episode, if not one of the more popular episodes of the show. And, you know, when I saw this, and I, and I saw others kind of taking their own shots and kind of saying similar stuff, if not showing similar stuff, you know, even, you know, Jacob Berkeley, the Satam historian, doing the same thing, you know, it got me thinking, you know, you know, it got me thinking to the fact that I'm not surprised. You know, I'm not surprised by this because I've said it. Sean McLean Zaranazarak said it. Richard Anthony Kunta has even, you know, mentioned it or even talked about it or alluded to it. You know, it's not that hard, you know, to put something like a, a standard definition show on Blu-ray, especially if Blu-ray has a better codec, you know, AVC, and a better bit rate that would help make it look, you know, just as good as, as to when it was first, you know, aired on television back in 1993 and 1994. Also, I believe it's a message being sent to the likes of Chris Johnson and those aligned with Chris Johnson's um, thinking of it wouldn't be feasible to put SD on BD. You know, this is a way of sending that message to them that, yeah, it is feasible. Yes, it can be done. It is financially successful. And, you know, as a fan myself, I, I do appreciate seeing this. I do appreciate seeing this and all that. Because, you know, you know to me, as I mentioned previously, it just, you know, because, you know, when I, when I mentioned this previously, I was, I think it was when I was showing you know, from Wild Brain. Wild Brain's own YouTube channels, one of their own YouTube channels, the Sonic the Hitchhog one, by the way, I was showing that in the past year, they were basically upscaling, upconverting, I wouldn't say remastering, but basically upscaling, upconverting, you know, you know, cleaning up all the episodes of Sonic Satam, you know, up to a crisp, 1080p. And true, they've had, and true, they've re-uploaded these episodes numerous times. But here's the thing. The first time they uploaded them, 480p. Second time, testing waters at 720p up conversion. And then they finally decided, okay, that works. Let's see if we can do 1080p. And guess what? That works too. And obviously a lot of people love seeing you know, Wild Brain take the time and effort to, you know, show that something like this can be, you know, I guess you could say, um, re I wouldn't say remastered, but basically aligned 
with the modern video format for today of today. You know, or at least one of them anyway. So when I when I see people like I said, Satam Reduced and others like Satam Historian and all of them coming out and making these comparisons, you know, you know, taking these shots and basically sending a message to Chris Johnson and his crew that think along the same lines as he does that it wouldn't be feasible, you know, to put SD on BD. To me, you know, this is this is something that needs to be done no matter what the show is. Whether it's a Sonic show, a Mario Brothers show, Zelda, you know, whether it's Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats, it doesn't matter. You know, if... You know, if Wild Brain, you know, if Wild Brain themselves can go out of the way and say, let's remaster all these episodes to 1080p or 720p at, you know, at the best, you know, at the best that we can do, then there shouldn't be an issue whatsoever for a company like Encircle to do the same for the, for the actual show itself on physical media. You know, there shouldn't be an issue. There shouldn't be. And you know, like I said in the like I said in the video where I showed this comparison right off of their right off of Wild Brain's own Sonic the Hitchhog YouTube channel, I said there, I think I was, I think I said this in there, that something feels um something feels amiss. Like something is just not clicking in the logic you know, in the logic aspect of things. Like I can understand, like I can understand where people like Chris Johnson would come from, you know. Um, had he said this back when Blu-ray first came around, I could understand that because no one really knew, you know, if it could be done and how effective it could be done and all that. So, you know, I could I could understand if he said that back then when Blu-ray was first coming around, you know, I could understand where he's coming from back then. But Blu-ray has been around for over a decade now, if not more. And it's pretty much, you know, taking the place not only of DVD, but it's doing what DVD used to do, if not better, and if not more, um, I guess you could say conveniently for the consumer. You know, from a shelf space perspective, that is. Now, what's even more interesting about this, too, it's not only do you have people like Satam Reduced doing a comparison video using, like I said, one of the more popular episodes in the show, Sonic and Sally, to show that it can be done and there shouldn't be no excuses. Not only do you have people like Satam Historian taking shots and making comparisons, not only do you have people like Sean McLean and Richard Anthony and others like myself coming out and basically showing physic you know, showing visually that even people like Wild Brain can do that, you know, have done this. So it's not, you know, it's not impossible to be done from a physical media standpoint. You know what's also crazy? You know what's also crazy? There's a lot of us, I mean, let's not kid ourselves, there's a lot of us that have 4K televisions in our house, right? There's a lot of us that have 4K televisions, we have 4K monitors, and attached to the 4K televisions, a majority of us have a 4K Ultra Blu-ray player, 4K UHD Blu-ray player. Some of us may even use the new uh, consoles that we have from the Xbox One, the
the Xbox X slash S, you know, the PlayStation 5, you know, we might use those as our UHD players. Or we have, like I said, just a UHD player, 4K UHD player individually. But whatever the case is, a majority of us nowadays have one, if not two, of those items each in our house. Maybe one, maybe one 4K player and TV in our living room, and maybe one perhaps in the get, maybe one perhaps in the um, playroom, or maybe in one of the bedrooms, or whatever the case may be. You know, we at least have a few of them in the house, right? And what's crazy, what's crazy is when the when UHD Blu-ray players came out, one of the biggest selling points was the backwards compatibility, not just with regular Blu-rays, but with DVDs. And that basically when you put them into the UHD player and you have it attached to a 4K television, it's going to make that DVD that at the and its highest format that it can handle, 1080i, I would assume, or 1080p, which I think is the highest. You know, some might say 720p at 60 frames per second, and that's probably more believable. But still, it will. T but still, the selling point is it will take that average, let's say 720p at 60 frames per second DVD or 720p DVD, and once you pop it in and play it it'll make it look more crisper and clearer than it ever has. Why? Why? Because the technology has advanced to the point that the connection between the UHD player and the 4K television, you know, the connection, they're sending a signal to each other. And they're sending not just a signal, but the, the data and, you know, the, you know, the transmission, if you will, to reconfigure, you know, uh, the DVD's, you know, original 720 uh, format, you know, kind of reconfigure it, you know, into a UHD, present, uh, a U uh, high, ultra high definition presentation on your television. Even though it's not remastering anything or anything like that, no, it's basically upscaling the image. So if you have technology like that, you know, 4K UHD Blu-ray players and 4K UHD televisions that basically once connected could take something of a 720p DVD or a 480p DVD at the lowest, if you will, but clear as well, if it's a clear recording or presentation, if you could have them take something like that and basically through the, the signal transferring, upscale the image to where when you press display on your television remote, it says, oh, your watch, it says maybe in the upper right corner, upper left corner or whatever, it says, you know, the image is being, the image is being showcased at 304020 by 2160p at 60 frames per second or 30 frames per second. And it's an image from a DVD being played on an ultra Blu-ray player. It's like, if that is capable of doing something like that to transferring the signal, you know, transmitting the signal and converting it, you know, upscaling it, if you will, up converting it, if you will, to a 4K signal, 
that could be seen on your 4K television? Then, again, the obvious question is, what's the problem with Chris Johnson's answer here to people like Richard Anthony and others? What's the problem? You know, what is it that we're missing? What is the, what is the logicness that we're missing in his statement? Because to me, it doesn't make any sense for him to say that when he himself should know that it is plausible, you know, no matter what. Again, you have the technology out there where you place a four, where you, where you can place a regular DVD into a 4K Ultra HD player connected to a 4K television, and it will basically transmit that signal and upscale that image to 4K. Even to the point that if you have the picture options to you to you uh, to utilize, and one of those picture options is dynamic, you know, high dynamic range, if you will, HDR, and you and you and you uh, choose that to go along with what you're watching. You know, it makes the image look like it's brand new. It may it really makes it pop, if you will. You see more detail. You see more. You see more detail with the characters. More detail in the background. You know, it feels. It feels like it got. I, I guess you could. I wouldn't say a makeover, but basically, it got like a fresh coat of paint. So, if the technology, you know, is there for even a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray player and a 4K television connected, you know, to make a regular, you know. Uh, DVD or even Blu-ray look good, or even a regular DVD plus R or a regular DVD minus R recordable disc, if you will, you know, look good. Then what's the issue here? I don't see an issue, you know, with putting content SD content on Blu-ray because if discotech pretty much the people there pretty much realize, hey, this is the future you know, that we need to go in, along with some of the major studios, you know, then it's like, you know, wh what what's going on? It's like, what is going on, you know, at End Circle that's preventing them from doing this? I mean, they are owned by Alliance Entertainment, which, by the way, if it's the same Alliance Entertainment that's behind the distributing of the new Iron Claw movie, which I am going to talk about out, uh, later on, then obviously that Alliance Entertainment Group is, you know, is trying to set their standards high. And if they own Mill Creek and End Circle, then I think they would expect high quality themselves. So, you know, so to me, again, you, you look at every, you look at what I've just, you kind of take in what I just said and you, know, you look at what I just said and, and you're like, and you're like, yeah, that does make sense. Technology is there to where even, you know, the players of four, even the 4K players and televisions can make a regular DVD or recordable DVD look good, you know, in 4K. So it, it, it just boggles, it just boggles my mind, and I'm sure it boggles a lot of people's mind as to why would he say something like that? I mean, even if he could see clear as day Wild Brain, as I mentioned earlier, is able to upconvert the uh, episodes to 1080p on their own Wild Brain Sonic the Hitchhog YouTube channel.
You know, so so to me, as I said in that video I did the other day, I think uh, this past Saturday, I should say, in that video I did this past Saturday morning, you know, not only did I show that, you know, yes, Wild Brain themselves are doing this, you know, they're upscaling the episodes, but also think, but I also think I said something along the lines that, you know, there's something that feels like it's it's amiss, like something feels, you know, like. It's like it's like Chris Johnson and the people that side with him and believe in the same, you know, uh, uh, process of thinking that he does. Obviously, they're not telling us everything. They are not telling us the whole truth, because if they were told us the whole truth, maybe we'd be less angry with what's going on. Maybe we would be, because when you think about it, when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Hear me out. When you think about it, you know, doesn't it feel kind of strange that, you know, that outside of doing Sonic Underground, 10 episodes on four discs, which some people have said, you know, is a better direction to go in, even though it still kind of squishes down the bit, uh, the, the bit rate, if you will, for, for the episodes and all that. You know, isn't it kind of weird that they go from four discs with 10 episodes each for the 40 episode series to just two for a show that's even more beloved if not more popular you know than underground ever was you know you're trying to cram that all onto what on the two discs single layer at that it's like what happened it's like you know where did the train fall off the rails if you will because it would be understandable, as I and others have pointed out, you know, it would be more understandable if maybe you did three DVDs, four at, you know, four like, or four like Shout Factory did, you know, to release the series on, but, but only two? That's like saying, yeah, financially we can't afford a third or fourth disc. It's like, w w what is going on here? Is this something they're not telling us? You know, because to me, it feels like there's something amiss. There's something amiss. And what could it be? We don't know. What could it be? We don't know. But I can say this. I can say this. Hopefully, Wild Brain, hopefully Wild Brain comes out and asks the same questions. Because I'm, I, I am... I'm not saying I'm sure about this, but I can almost guarantee they're seeing the reactions that fans are having, and then they're seeing what they did on their, and they're probably going back and seeing what they did on their Wild Brain Sonic the Hitchhog YouTube channel, and they're probably even asking, what's going on here? It's like, why couldn't you just put this on Blu-ray like they're asking? You know, we got the episodes here up converted to 1080, you could have used those. It's like, you, ha you have to wonder what they're thinking you know, looking at this, because I can almost guarantee that the more they hear about the disgruntledness that the people have had about the two-disc release, the more they're going to talk to N. Sokol, the more they're going to want to talk to people like Chris Johnson and ask what the heck is going on. So, we'll have to see, but yeah, it seems that every fan so far is not only showcasing, but taking shots at what's going on, but they're also realizing that it not only can it be done, 
but they're also realizing the technology that's you know in the possession right now can take an average DVD and upscale it to 4K on their television, you know, by transferring the signal. And if that could be done, then why? And if Wild Brain themselves can do it, then why can't End Circle? It's like what is going on? It's like what? It's like what are they not saying to us? Because there is a gap in the so-called logicness that Chris Johnson has, you know, when it comes to this. You know, there is a logic gap, and hopefully we'll get an answer soon. I mean, if all they had to say is, look, financially we're not doing so well, and, you know, we thought we could be able to do three or four Blu-rays, but we can't do that right now. Oh, not Blu-ray, but DVDs for the show, but we can't do that right now, so we're only going to do two, and if we do Blu-ray, it's going to be too expensive for us. It might put us in debt and all that. You know, at least if they could say that financially it's not feasible for them to explore right now, then that's understandable. We get it. But they didn't give us that answer. If they would have given us that, it'd be a different story. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Comment down below, live chat during the premiere, like the video, and until then, I am out.